0: Let's talk about karma and sadhana today. How they both impact each other. Okay, so all the sadhana that you are doing is for what? Is to achieve jnana, wisdom, wisdom of life, right? Wisdom about truth, wisdom about all that is eternal. Wisdom about that which is ultimate and that which is permanent and wisdom also about what is impermanent, that which is not eternal, that which is not true and is not the ultimate truth. So wisdom about everything. That's the reason we are doing all kinds of sadhanas. Now all sadhanas, all spiritual practices are gearing you towards attaining that wisdom. So, wisdom is directly responsible for attaining moksha, mukti, nirvana, right? Wisdom is directly responsible for that. In fact, is the root cause of that. And ignorance, the opposite of wisdom or some kind of... uh, untrue or, you know, not, not truth, not ultimate truth kind of wisdom or that we call in Hindi as Branti Gyan, you know, Mithya Gyan. So all those kind of things, ignorance or wrong kind of wisdom, all that kind of wisdom is directly responsible for Bandhana, bondage, that which is exactly opposite of Moksha, the ultimate freedom. Okay. So that is why we are doing all the sadhana, to dispel the darkness of ignorance from within us and to attain jnana. So there is a direct relationship between jnana and moksha, wisdom and moksha and ignorance and uh, bandhana, bondage. There is a direct relationship between them. So what role does karma play in between? Now, so karma is not directly responsible for moksha. Karma is also... Karma could be directly responsible for bandhana though, okay? But still, is not the root cause of bandhana either. It's the ignorance that exists within that causes the bondage, not the karma that you do. So then how is karma related to both? Karma is related to both of them in a way that your karma is done according to the wisdom that you have or ignorance that you have. Your karma is is in direct relationship with the wisdom or ignorance that you might have. Say for example, I am ignorant, suppose. And I am not wise enough to understand that... uh, there is nothing called as permanence in life. Then over some death or somebody's death in my family or someplace, I just keep on crying over and over for it on it for about a decade. It's a height of ignorance, right? How can I even imagine? How can a person imagine that, you know, we are permanent here or that this body is permanent here? No, it's not. So that, that ignorance... Is making me cry or you know cry over the death of somebody or the loss of somebody in life for over a decade or maybe for a lifetime so you see my karma has a direct relationship with the jnana that I am having so it, it influences in both ways it gets influenced if you do good karma then in some ways your jnana your wisdom is purified okay or if you do a karma in a certain way, a bondage may be strengthened in strengthen in you, right? If you try to possess things, if you try to possess people in relationships, or if you try to possess this or that, or if you possess over anything, that means you are strengthening the raga within you, the possess possessive nature within you, that kind of a sanskara or chitviti or vasana in you. You are strengthening it. So. Doing good karma throughout the life cycle, throughout the lifetime of your spiritual journey is very important. Okay. Now regarding karma, we have to understand that karma is done at three levels. First level is through your actions. You can beat somebody. That's a karma. Or you can do charity. You can go and feed somebody. So beating somebody, feeding somebody, both are karmas and your physical body was involved in doing that karma, right? Now you may say some really good things to a person, really inspiring, motivating things to somebody Uh, or may, you may give them, you know, some wisdom through your speech or You may just do lashing. Talk all kinds of filthy nonsense things to somebody. Through your words. So through your speech, you are doing a karma. And you can choose. Either you can do a good karma or you can do a bad karma. Now when we deliver some things through our physical body, not everything is a karma. You go and take shower. Yes, your body was involved with the water and so many other things. Then did you do any karma there? No, you did not. You are cleaning your house. Did you do any karma there? No. Anything that does not go back to the karmic warehouse is not called as karma. They are instead called as kriya. Okay. Just mundane, doing mundane things. They are all kriyas. They are not karma. Karma is something for which, which will have consequences, either positive or negative. That is what karma means, to have consequences, either positive or negative. And it goes to your karmic warehouse. It gets added to your karmic balance sheet. Okay, so that is karma. So the first way to do karma is through your physical body. And second way to do the karma is through your speech. Third level of karma is in your chitta, in your manas, in your mind, mental and emotional field. That is the third place to do karma. You may not have, you may not go and beat somebody with your hands and you do not use your physical body to beat somebody. You may go on beating them in your head and you are doing a karma there. You may not torture or kill or rape somebody by involving physically with them, you can do so in your mind. A lot of people have such a filthy mind, but I'm sure they might not be listening to this talk here and they might not be walking their spiritual journey. at least that much of sanity, that much of purity is needed. That much of sanctity of thoughts is needed. So you you have to practice purity of thoughts as well that how many times you just had thoughts of you know, Th- bad thoughts towards somebody in any way, bad in any way, or the thoughts of jealousy, thoughts of anger, thoughts of hatred, thoughts of guilt. Okay, and out of guilt, you might be repenting over and over, over and over. Okay, it's good to you know understand and learn from your mistake, but then move on. Right? So, karma is done at the level of chitta, at the level of mental emotional field that you have got okay so make sure it's easy to control your actions how much can you beat somebody right try taking a stick and hitting on the floor see how how long you can go for 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes if you're using all your power then maybe just two minutes five minutes you can hit somebody or 10 minutes 15 minutes Uh, let's say an hour. How much can you do? How much karma can you do? And all your energy will be gone through your speech. You can talk for an hour, two hour, three hour, four hour maximum, right? But in your head, in your mental emotional field, you will go on doing the same thing for months and years to come, right? Right? You won't get tired. People carry grudges. People carry hatred. People carry every nonsense with them. For decades I have seen. The enmity, the hatred within, they'll carry it for a lifetime. So see how much volumes of karma has been done through your mental emotional field. And that is the reason you see that there are infinite number of other Jeev or other beings. Ants, mollusks, shells, fishes, birds, plants. Just see how, how much infinite. Just the number of ants is more than human population. And human population is so much less in comparison to all the other beings. Why? When you do such karma in your head, in your chitta, you gather mountains and mountains of volume of karma. And if it was bad, then you go into, you take birth into, birth as a bird, birth as a snail, as a Uh, bird or you know fish or something else and lifetime after lifetime you will keep on taking birth as bird or fish or insects or animals or something like that right because and that's why only when that level comes down to a somewhat manageable level an atma can take a human body so karma by doing good karma At least to start with, the practice should be that other than doing my spiritual practices in the morning, I'm going to do good karma. Either I will do just mundane things, okay, just the Kriya kind of things, things that do not have, do not build the karmic warehouse. So those are all Kriyas, cooking, cleaning, eating, showering, gardening and this and that, all those are Kriyas. And they do not go to your karmic warehouse. So either keep yourself busy with that. And that's what most yogis do. Okay. They do kriyas. Kriya is not just about doing a kriya sadhana or kriya yoga. Sitting and doing all kinds of pranayams and mudras and asanas. And doing kriya yoga that way. That's a spiritual practice to be done at a specific time. And then then rest of the remaining day. Rest of the day. What is done? Even in the lifestyle, the entire lifestyle becomes nothing but Kriyas. They stop consciously doing any karma, neither good nor bad. Because that is where you have to come to. You have to minimize the karmic balance. Whether there is a good consequence or a bad consequence, you have to ultimately bear that. If somebody did a very good karma... To become a king in next life. Then he has to live as a king. He can't be a yogi again. He can't attain moksha. So even the good results and bad results. One has to live a lifetime. All one lifetime or few lifetimes. In human body or in some other body of a deva or devi. Or some other shaktis and some other celestial being or something else. So there has to be a time when. Karma has to be, karma has to drop off from your life. It has to come to minimum. Otherwise, you are on the wheel. You are on a hamster wheel. It turns this way or it turns that way, it does not matter. You are on the hamster wheel. Now, if an opportunity comes to do a good karma, to be charitable, to be compassionate, to be loving towards somebody, then do that. In that moment, just whatever is necessary, just do that. Without expecting anything in return. That is where the understanding comes for Sakam Karma and Nishkam Karma. Sakam Karma is the karma that you do with, a, with some expectation. That okay, I am helping this guy because I want his help in future. Or if I help him today, then he will also help me tomorrow. That is Sakam karm. Okay. I am doing this charity because so that, you know, I get good karma karmic results and I become really charitable person. So in next lifetime, I will be filthy rich. <laughs> sakam karm. You are expecting at least a good karmic result from that, from the charity that you are doing. You are trying to be good in front of a lot of people. And that's why you are doing it. All this is Sakam Karma. Nishkam Karma means doing the karma without any expectation. And in my life, I have seen one thing. One thing I understood from my own experience is that it takes on one side through your spiritual journey you reach the level where you start having spontaneous samadhis. And that is when, only that is when, you truly become nishkam. No expectation at all. From anyone, anyone's doing and from your own doing. From any other person and from yourself. The word expectation... Or, in other words, in Hindi we call it kamana. Kamana just drops out. The impact of karma is com- kamana, or the expectation or desire just is completely gone from within you. You may go and buy a car, and from outside people may say that, okay. You are looking for a good car. You are trying to buy a good car. You are trying to enjoy life and you are trying to enjoy sansara. They do not know that if that car burns tomorrow morning, they will not cry. They will not have anything towards that car. It's a complete detached mode of living. And it's a very serious practice. Very serious practice. But... It is not something that you can force upon yourself. Through your sadhanas, through your spiritual practices, it just comes from within. It's like you cannot be forced to love someone or to hate someone, right? Exactly in the same way, you cannot be forced to live in a sakam or nishkam way. means you cannot be forced onto living with an expectation or not living with an expectation. You cannot be forced into this thing. It has to come from within. And it comes from within when the wisdom reaches a certain level. When the wisdom in you reaches a certain level. So karma has to be understood that at least to start with, choose between good karma and bad karma throughout the day. Okay, Every day throughout the day. Because you are doing spiritual practices in your morning time or in your evening time. And you know, your spiritual practices will have direct impact because of the karma that you did all day. If you did good karma, you'll be fine with your in your spiritual practice. You will be full of enthusiasm and energy. And if you did bad one. Well, some remorse, some guilt will be there or some grudge, some hatred, some anger will come out, especially during your spiritual practice. So then it's not, it's not going to help you, right? And same thing you have to understand in terms of, uh, so choose between good karma and bad karma. And then second thing is to choose between sakam karma and nishkam karma. Doing the karma without expectation is where you have to reach. So at least every night, just sit down with yourself and note down what all you did that can be classified as karma. First of all, it wasn't related to mundane stuff. I drove car to my office. No, that's not karma. That's kriya. That's action. Okay. It, not ac- karma is not action. Frankly speaking, don't translate it as an action. It's not anything that goes to the karmic warehouse and has a consequence only is termed as karma. So make a list of all the karma that you did and just see whether it was good, bad or mixed kind of. Most of the time, it's a mixed karma that people do. Okay, and then do further more analysis and see how much of it was done. With expectation of something, some very subtle thing or a really hard thing, I mean material thing. Or whether it was a karma that was done purely from the Nishkam point of view. Okay? Without any expectation at all. Okay? Whether the result comes back back as good or bad, you don't care. You don't have any... Attachment to the results You did not expect anything in return Whether it could be good karmic balance or you know praises Accolades or awards or recognitions or being good for a good image in public in society nothing You just did whatever was necessary in a given moment, okay so think about these things and make sure you are not doing volumes of karma through your chitta through your manas through your mind through your mental emotional field okay and these things have a direct impact on your spiritual journey direct impact all right namaste jay shiva